0: Hey, welcome into the Coach Bono's podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Baysbeach Studios. Check out all things O'Connor at BaysDeach at dot You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Coach Bono's show. Check out the Facebook page. You can just search Coach Bono's show and you can email us anytime at CoachBono's show at gmail.com. This is episode 50.5, or as I'm going to call it, the Merrick Garland Appreciation Show. (laughs) And as always, on the point five, I'm joined by the legal counsel of the Coach Bono's podcast, the token girl. She has great legs and even greater mind and a wonderful giggle, my co-host, Ellen. (laughs) Ellen, how are you today? You know, I'm uh,
1: raising my beer to our boy, Merrick Garland.
0: Let's just... uh, Shall we call this the Merrick Garland Appreciation or the Trump fucked around and found out episode? You
1: know what? We'll go for the positive. And, uh, you know, so it'll be the Merrick Garland Appreciation Show with the follow up to come tomorrow afternoon.
0: Yeah. So, you know, let's just we'll start with that today. Look, we're going to get a little political today because, look, we we don't lie about who we are on the show. We're both we're both liberals. We're both Democrats. And we both hate Donald Trump. I mean, it's especially me. I can speak for me when I say that hatred is, weird, is real. He's a horrible like, human being. He, he's Emperor Palpatine. No, he's um, not very smart. <laughs> let's talk about what happened today. So Merrick Garland, I, people, everybody knows by now that there was a search warrant and got yeah. executed. There you go. Ex- Guess why I got you here, the legal counsel. Executed at Mar-a-Lago. And it took some, took some documents, took some boxes of some shit. And the president, the ex-president, I'm sorry, the former president, Donald Trump, he let the world know this was going on. Correct. He wanted, he wanted to get all of his people in an, up, in an upheaval that, oh, my God, oh, my God, the FBI is here. And I, I'm, the, the, can I believe they come to this to me? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and... Merrick Garland, the current attorney general, he's had enough of MAGA's bullshit the last couple of days since that execution of that warrant. There have been numerous conservatives, Republicans backing Trump, saying this was, you know, politically um, enraged. This was a, a whole political thing. Yeah, today Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, calls a press conference. Does not answer questions. Yeah, no. he, he, he came out and said, "I'm not answering questions at the end. It's an ongoing investigation." But does say that, "Hey, we have asked the court in the Southern Southern District of Florida mm-hmm. to release the to unseal. Yeah, unseal. Yes, unseal the search warrant." As yes. well as the contents of what was taken. Yes. Now, the former president has till three o'clock Friday. Eastern time. Eastern time to say, please don't release these documents. And Mary Garland has said with the approval of the, the, the Trump side, basically he's put it right back on Trump and said, hey, if you think we're fucking around, let us release the records. Yeah. And we'll let people look. Basically, Trump's team bluffed, Merrick Garland sitting there with a full house and says you ain't got a straight flush. So and pushed them you. all in. Yeah, and pushed him and said fuck you, I'm in. And Trump's people don't know whether to shit or go blind right now.
1: Yeah, um it's interesting for A number of reasons for all the conservatives who are now pounding their fists in the sand saying defund the FBI, you know, we're going sideways. This is a witch hunt. You know, if they're going to do this to a former president, what are they going to do to you? Well, if you're under federal investigation, perhaps at some point this may come to you as well. So you get just the continued hypocrisy of what the current Republican Party is, juxtaposed next to his, uh, Trump's testimony that was given under deposition in New York City the day following the raid, wherein he claimed his, he asserted his Fifth Amendment right over 400 times and some of you may remember that back in 2016, he was all about this shit, saying, hey, if you're not hiding anything, if you haven't done anything wrong, if you're not a criminal, there's no reason for you to assert the fifth.
0: The quote was, "Lobsters, lobsters, lobsters. they're the ones who use the fifth. If you're yeah. guilty, you plead the fifth. Yes. Only those who are guilty plead the fifth. And yeah, so he.
1: He goes he it on
0: four hundred times,
1: over four hundred times, and he goes on to spin this and shake his fists at the clouds and claim that, you know, one, he wasn't even at Mar-a-Lago when this happened. He was in New York because his he was attorney waiting. was. He he was he was in New York waiting for his deposition the following day. Yep. His attorneys were advised and were there on site. Were served. You know, the search warrant. Yeah. He claimed that it started at 6 30 in the morning. It started after 10 a.m. You know, it was not a crash bang scenario of a yeah. raid. It was very civil. Yeah. My understanding, I heard this afternoon, they also went through Melania's closet.
0: That's what so Trump was saying. Yes.
1: The the rumor is, is that there was there have been ongoing negotiations with the archives, the National Archives, for a multitude of records, boxes, that have been taken down to Mar-a-Lago post-presidency. The National Archives had obtained, had gotten back 15 boxes earlier this year. There have been ongoing negotiations, including through June, where they had served a subpoena for him to turn over these documents in and around June, which they ignored did not respond to. The government has been trying to get these documents back for, you know, 10 months, basically at this point. And Trump was a petulant child as he often is and decided that he wasn't going to give anything back because they were his toys and no one could have them. So that's why we got a search warrant executed and documents were seized and As you said, we will find out if Trump is going to um, object to the release. He has had the search warrant as well as the inventory since the day of the search and could have released it at any time. Yes. Has not chosen to do so. But I've heard some discussion that depending upon the uh, argument presented by Trump's counsel, the judge can still decide to unseal
0: yeah. that report. Yeah, and it wasn't clear. That, I think Merrick Garland did not push for that. It doesn't sound like he's pushing for that. It's like he's just saying, hey, the ball's in Trump's court. But yeah, the yeah. judge can decide on his own. Yes. I want to read this. Why this is important is in 1978, the Presidential Records Act was in, was put into place. And I'm going to because read it. Because of Nixon, sentences. to be clear. Yes. After Watergate and a lot of the investigation, those things. Here's the first four bullet points of this. Uh, the PRA, the Presidential Records Act of 1978, establishes public ownership of all presidential records and, defi- and defines the presidential record, defines it. In there. It requires that b- the vice presidential records be treated the same way presidential records. It places the responsibility. For the custody and management of incumbent presidential records with the president. Yes. Nobody nobody else, just the president, requires the president and his staff take all practical steps to file personal records separately from presidential records. Basically, look, this is a preservation requirement for the office. It is to go back in case there is something that needs to be investigated, even if it was to exonerate Donald Trump.
1: Well, and again, the irony and the the timing of all this is that there was a drop, I believe, Monday or Sunday around the upcoming book from Maggie Haberman, the New York Times columnist and reporter who has been very deep in the Trump organization sharing pictures of torn up pieces of supposedly presidential documents yeah. in White House toilets.
0: He, he, you, he, your, you, Your children don't make these mistakes. I, I, this guy's a fucking moron. The, and was, the people, here, go ahead. In the people that are just on social media or anywhere who are saying who every time something comes out about this guy are just still defending him? Yeah. Those people are fucking morons. At some point, you just got to go, hey, man, the whole world ain't out to get this son of a bitch. Maybe he's just fucking stupid and
1: evil. Yeah, it's, I think a lot of it, his behavior has to stem from some point of the fact that he's never been held to account. Ever. Ever. When that tax dump, came out from the New York times and that investigation, um, what in 2018, and that kind of caused the New York attorney general to start looking into the Trump or- organization and that kind of stuff. He was still in the white house, everything kind of went fine. And it is really amazing. Again, the two of us, especially we see high school people that we went to school with parroting this stuff. Just without regard for the truth, and so it's. it's and the right wing media has just been able to to make hay with this. Although I did see Steve Ducey from Fox News this morning pushing somebody on it, like really, really, there is due process, there is something going on. So there might be some breaks in the dam, but not very much. Yeah.
0: That's the thing is that, so at this point, I mean, Ted Cruz came out yesterday as we recorded this Thursday night. He came out on Wednesday and said, release the warrant information. Okay. All right. You want transparency? Here you go. But the thing, the thing that irritates me
1: though, if they're all up in arms about this, Forced Trump to do it. He had it the day it fucking happened.
0: Yeah, Yeah. this is the whole thing. And it's amazing to me that there are still people that give what this guy says any fucking credence whatsoever. And I I really, I'm in a part of my life where if I find out that someone is a Trump apologist, I just ignore what they say. Yeah. I don't give them any credence whatsoever. And it's simply because... They're obviously living in a different world than the rest of us are. Yes, maybe they're in a multi a multiverse somewhere else. <laughs> maybe there's a multiverse where Donald Trump is Doctor Strange. I don't know, but it ain't this fucking planet. It's so wild. Planet. So fuck that guy. I hope he ends up in prison. I hope his whole family goes with him. And I love the folks on Twitter and everywhere else. Every time there's something about this, well, what about Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop? My god, what about her emails? Fucking come on. Do you remember when remember the time that how many did Hillary Clinton? Yes. Go in front of go in front of a congressional and you go, "I take the fifth. committee. The fifth. No, she sat there for 11 hours and answered yeah. every question. The funniest part to me about the whole Hillary Clinton thing is in 2016 she warned everybody it was going to happen. She did.
1: Everybody warned. Everybody.
0: The everybody. person who was right was Hillary and so, and people didn't like her, and we all know people who said this. I'm sorry, I cut you off again, but I'm gonna. give you No, more it's okay. Who voted for Donald Trump because they thought Hillary Clinton was "quote unquote" a bitch,
1: right? And that she would just be too emotional, too to emotional. Presidency. Oh where, yeah. You know, we can all notice and and understand that Trump was far too emotional to handle the presidency when he's throwing his plates of ketchup against the wall. Yeah, but I. I will say something else. I found interesting. I learned today that um, former transportation secretary, uh, who is the wife of Mitch McConnell, went ahead and testified in front of the January sixth Commission this week.
0: there, there are two and now, others currently in. I just saw on CNN. Betty DeVos is one of them. <laughs> to to the January Talk 15th.
1: about a fucking hell beast that hates humanity unless yeah. they look like her.
0: And if she and if she flips, I mean, look, if enough people are flipping on you, it's because you're an asshole. Yeah. I mean, that's it. In the last four years, I have thought about this numerous times. I've thought about what kind of a president would President bobby? Okay. And I thought, you know what? I wouldn't be liberal about everything. Mm-hmm. I would be someone I think that would listen to both sides keenly. I mean, I'm a person that believes in a reasonable public discourse of opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm the kind of guy that holds open the door for people when I'm going in or out of a place. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like this morning I was getting, getting something to drink in a store and I'm walking. I'm still like three steps from the door to walk out. Yeah. And this lady open opening, she's standing there holding the door. So what do you do? You you just kind of take that skip, that little hop, you know, yeah. a little faster. And I said, Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. You have a great day. And I thought to myself, Do you think Donald Trump has ever said, have a nice day to somebody? No, fuck no. Do you think he's ever actually asked anybody that works for him how they're doing today? No. And I just think if you're the president, you are the most I mean, you're the most. Famous man in the world, better woman in the world. Anything that someone does in your orbit is going to be remembered. Yes. Wouldn't you try to make those people's experience as good as possible every moment of the day? There's examples where we're all going to have a bad day, sure. But if you know someone's coming in, coming into your office to have a meeting, or you see somebody somewhere, it doesn't take you but half a second to shake a hand to say thank you, to ask how someone's day is. Right. And if you do that, just a regular, you know, again, this lady holding the door, at quick trip for me this morning, made an impression on me. If the president did that. And again, it's just about who the person is in their heart. And I, I thought of it that way. And I thought of it because Joe Biden gets a lot of shit. Yep. You call him grandpa, the he's,
1: Uncle Joe,
0: Uncle Joe, he's this tired old man. Hey, look, I'm I'm pretty fed up with all that because this motherfucker's doing a great fucking job.
1: Let's he's be blunt. Some
0: shit done. He's getting shit done. Gas prices have dropped. Inflation's going down. More people are employed now than before the pandemic. This guy is doing a hell of a job. Now I don't know if he's going to run again. He's not made that clear. And I do think there's something to his age and running again because Absolutely. four years out, he's going to be in his 80s. And I, I get that. I don't know. shooting 80 that. this year. Yeah. So, I mean, he'd be 84 years old as president. That to me, he'd be 86. Still got two more years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's old. But at the same time, this guy's not given any fucking respect. And he's helping millions of people come out of a fucking pandemic. They're getting their jobs back. Wages have gone up. The stock market's improved. What the fuck do you want? He lowered the deficit? Isn't that what the Republicans are always bitching about? Yeah, I
1: mean, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to do some really great things for seniors, for the environment, for, you know.
0: Unbelievable how this guy's being treated. And he's not going to get his flowers till it's too late.
1: No, and I think that's a fair point. And I still don't really think that he should run in 2024 because of the age. Um, I just, think that's it, a
0: big deal. I do. I agree with you. I, I think that's a big deal.
1: It 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 causes too much possibility for chaos, and no one really wants chaos except for the Republicans. Yeah. So they can adjust if, it to what they need it to be, but. When you have someone like Trump who only cares about himself and solely himself and what his station or power can rot, that benefits him. Because also this week, this whole thing came out about his discussion with the army generals where he was just like, why can't you be more like World War II Germany? He's a narcissist. He, he he doesn't like anyone but himself and Ivanka.
0: He doesn't like his wife. She doesn't like him. No. But they made that bed together. You know, again, that's one of those things. I don't get involved in relationships. It was a deal. It, it, was, it was their deal.
1: convenient deal.
0: It was their deal. I'm not involved. And I and you won't hear me say anything about a man and a woman or any couple. Because that's none of my fucking business. You know, whatever deal they have is the deal they have. I'm not here to judge that. I just that bothers me a lot that we have a situation where Biden's treated like shit and this guy has these just mass followers. Of, okay. The biggest
1: the biggest thing that Democrats have failed to figure out in the last 30 years is how to message and harness yeah. and be consistent yeah. on a message. And I really hope that they take this week and look at what's been accomplished with getting more health care for veterans, getting, you know, uh microchip semiconductor chips manufactured here, yes. the inflation reduction act, uh assuming that it gets voted on by the House tomorrow and landing on Biden's desk. Man. These are huge things that they can hammer and message home yes. and say, by the way, the other guy
0: they didn't do that. Yeah.
1: He helped rich people stay rich.
0: Yeah, the, the problem is that we've got a whole generation, couple of generations of people who believe that if Mister Charlie down the street has got a lot of money, Mister Charlie's going to help everybody out, which we know is bullshit.
1: Trickle down economics is Doesn't bullshit.
0: Work. It's bullshit. It is. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, one hundred and thirty economic no, uh, leading economics uh, leading economists have said this new this new pack deck is going to lower the deficit. It's going to do everything we need for inflation. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be great. Yeah. And not, uh, not all of it, it's going to be immediate and some no, of it's It, it takes it time takes to unfuck a, a fucked up situation. Yes. And I think he's done a great job. Now, I do think that in theory, 2024's presidential election right now should be the biggest slam dunk of all time. But it's not because the Democrats can't seem to get on their own goddamn way. With just what you were saying, their messaging. This should be the easiest thing ever because no one on the Republican side is going to agree on who they should run.
1: And I would like to think that the midterms may shake this out a little bit more with all the election deniers that I pray to God will not be coming into office on the local level. Yeah. But if they do, we're really fucked. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. It's scary.
0: Oh, it, it, it's some crazy shit going on out there. And I just, I don't like this guy. I don't like him at all. He's
1: and awful.
0: I want to say one more thing. So I've also seen a whole lot of you. know The IRS just hired a whole bunch of new people.
1: Oh, God. And, and I want to say
0: something about this. I want to I'll tell you why I'm going to say something. This hits home for me. I'm going to say some information that not everybody knows. You know this, but you're my yes. legal counsel on many things. <laughs> um. This is August of 2022. Mm -hmm. In August of 2019, I was given an audit by the IRS. I have been in and back and forth with the IRS for three years. Mm -hmm. Just last week, I got their final determination. After, I had to go in and give them more time or they were gonna automatically fuck me. Right. And they reduced a whole bunch of stuff. And they basically said, I understand it's some income, which I didn't, but I know I'm not guilty. So what did I do? I knew I wasn't guilty. I knew I had nothing to be ashamed of. So I went to my accountant and I said, what do we do? Uh huh. She said, no problem. We're gonna go through this. It's gonna take some time. And I have had to pay thousands of dollars yes. and I've worked with my accountant quite a bit. Um. I love my accountant. She has saved me a lot of money through this, and she's been wonderful. Well, now we're at the point where we're going to have to go to tax court, okay. and we have to hire an attorney. We're working with an attorney now. So it's going to be okay, but it's like I was saying earlier: if you're not guilty, if you're if you have nothing to hide, if I made some mistakes, then I made some mistakes. Right. And I'll pay the cost of that, and it's going to cost me some money. That's fine. If I overreported or underreported something. If it's true, legit, hey, hit me with it. I will, I'll take it like a man. I'll write the fucking check. Right. But I have nothing to hide. So what did I do? I went the correct way. I got an attorney involved when I needed to. I got my accountant involved. We've been working with the whole situation. They're not here to tell me to go fuck myself. No. It's the same thing that happened with Trump's taxes and all these things for years. And he's been on audit for 10 years. They're just continuing, continuing, continuing. They don't want it to end
1: oh well, they're getting handed over to the january sixth commission.
0: commission is going to take a look at them now
1: the clearing call has been like oh they're going to investigate all these uh waitresses that are making fifty thousand dollars a year oh. listen the profile of who they audit is very small and will continue to be yeah. Small.
0: yeah the reason that i personally am audited was because the particular year i'm being audited for I had larger business losses than I ever had. I had claimed more write-offs, more deductions because of more capital I put into the business. I'm a sole proprietor. I had a smaller reported income that year than the previous year and the year after. And so it looked like there was something shady that year. Right. Again, we did things the right way. We had showed all the accounting. There's some things that the IRS disagreed on. Some things they didn't look at the correct way. They didn't have the obvious proof they needed. We right. provided them with that proof, and they've gone. Oh, okay, we're going to change some of this. Right. Again, be transparent. Do things the right way. Will make this work. The IRS is not hiring 50,000 new people because they are trying to hurt a waitress who's making two fifteen an hour plus tips. No, they're trying to make sure that I don't have to go through a three-year fucking audit.
1: And they're trying to make sure they can fucking process the paper that's been sitting in warehouses for the last three years because their workforce has been slashed for the last 10.
0: Yes, I literally, we could not get a hold of my auditor for six months. Because we have documentation of that.
1: That person probably didn't exist.
0: <laughs> yes. And so we're like, what do we do? And then when they finally came back to us, they said, I, I told, late October it was October 31st last year, ah, I got okay. a letter saying, if you, uh, we are doing nothing further, this is what you owe us. And we basically said, wait a minute, you didn't look at the 4,000 pages of stuff we just sent Right. You. And so they said, well, you're going to have to give us an extension. Because the um, what's the the limits the
1: the statute limitations. statute
0: limitations was going to run out at the end of the year of 2021. Yeah, and I said no, I wasn't willing to do that. Well, then they said, well, they went really kind of against the IRS uh, taxpayers' bill of rights, but they said, well, we're going to this is what we're going to give you. And I said, okay, I'll extend it for one year if we go to this. And then I and then we started negotiating, and they started looking at stuff. And then I found out the person that was doing my audit has retired. Yeah. And I found out That person's manager has now retired. Yeah. And they said, we're going to go up to this. And they said, here's where we're at. And it's half of where we were at.
1: I mean. It's not
0: bad. And we're going to no. go to tax court and show more in tax court. It's going to cost me 60 bucks. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And in one of these, I may go represent myself. And well, it'll be fine. But it, was,
1: it was announced, what? two months ago that they were just going through and destroying paper records because they had no one available to actually
0: review them. Yeah. Yeah. My records literally did not get looked at. No. Over a year. Yeah. And it's pretty, pretty shitty, but it is what it is. But I just want to be clear that again, I'm someone who has, I, I, I wasn't a target of the IRS. There was something that looked suspicious and they went and took a look at it. And because of bureaucracy, it's taking them a long time to get it done.
1: And lack of manpower and everything else.
0: So it is, is what it is. So let, let's get off of Trump because I think he's been piled on enough today. <laughs> hey, you pile on him, fucking my. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't uh, want
1: to pile on him. No, I,
0: I mean, he—he he, he, you might bounce if you hit him hard enough. Shit, man. Oh. You might
1: um, yeah. to spank him.
0: Oh, God. I wouldn't spank that with a two by four.
1: Well, you remember that whole Stormy Daniels thing where he was just yeah. like, you spanked me with this maxi-
0: Yeah, Wadded up Newsweek or something. Or- yes. You. I don't know. That's just not my thing. No. Um, hey, we gotta talk about one of our great sponsors. Gotta jump in here. You know Gold who it is. Family. First Goldbelly. Yeah, I mean, we got to talk about Goldbelly. The great American sandwich sale is on. Uh still on Pat's King of steaks, you get your Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Uh Central Grocery Muffalettas, the original Muffalettas in New Orleans. I ah, love I do
1: too.
0: I do too. And I love Century Grocery. I love, love Central Grocery. Um one of those, if you've never been to New Orleans, you gotta try it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Bill's lobster peel up here in Maine has a, has a kit going on right now with lobster rolls. Ah. Huge discount, 35% discount. Or nice all fresh main lobster rolls yeah so um in our show notes you guys have seen it we've heard us talk about it you need to get in there and do this this time get in and get you a sandwich kit up to 35 percent off plus if you use our link you get 25 dollars off a for your first order for 50 dollars or more so another That's great way great. to um save some more money and have some more fun and try something new so
1: Give Celebrate at the beginning
0: of the school year with something fun. There you go. That's, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Enjoy that. Check out Global. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Hey, from here, I just want to hit on some little stuff. I guess we've got one bigger story. We'll, we'll do this first. and we'll kind of just hit a couple of different little small subjects. Okay. Um, the Big Ten, I think mean, it was John O'Ran broke the uh, – him and Andrew Marchand broke the, the news. The Big Ten is in an agreement with three different networks. Fox, NBC, and CBS will all have Big Ten content. They are completely leaving ESPN. Which is huge. It's huge. Now, I was listening to the Marshawn and Oran podcast late last night. It came out yesterday. And Andrew Marshawn made a point of saying this was something that Fox put this together with the Big Ten Fox okay. had because Fox owns 40 percent of the Big Ten network. Okay. And they have been putting this together for a while. They wanted to get the Big Ten away from ESPN. ESPN didn't make a sizable offer. Sure. But the Big Ten wanted to get away from ESPN because they feel that they feel that ESPN is very SEC centric. Yep, and they feel like no matter what, they would be the second tier team to the SEC, even if they got more money. Okay, which they would have. They would have gotten more money. That content's going to be going to three different places. Now we know that some of the, um, some of the basketball, women's basketball, and there is now a push for volleyball. It's going to go to Peacock part of it. That would the
1: make media. sense given the uh Olympic sports yes. that they support.
0: Yes. So a lot of that's gonna to go to Peacock. NBC is basically taking the Saturday evening game. So what's usually the ABC uh ESPN Saturday night? Sometimes you have an it you have a a uh usually it's the number two or three game of the of the Big Ten. Yeah. That game is going to NBC. Okay. It's going to be at the night game on NBC. The they're going to NBC is going to put Notre Dame football on their usual 230, 330 slot. That was my yes. question. Yes. Notre Dame is going to stay on. And then that will be part of a double header with the Big Ten. Now, Notre Dame, this has not been finalized, but Notre Dame doesn't want to go to all day games. But Notre Dame has two games already scheduled for the 2024 season with Big Ten schools. They have a game with Ohio State, and they have a game with Purdue. Those will likely get moved to the nighttime. Okay. And then you'll have – so you'll have some weeks where the game that will – a couple of the games will be that 3.30 window, and you'll have Big Ten games on both CBS and NBC at the same time. Um, it's so the situation would be like a a Notre Dame USC game would still be a night game but it's only going to happen once or twice a season until Notre Dame's contract is up right Notre Dame is trying to renew with uh NBC NBC wants to keep Notre Dame but they want that Notre Dame game in the middle of the day
1: well, and they want to know what league Notre Dame is going to affiliate themselves. I with.
0: think this is going to push Notre Dame to the big 10 eventually.
1: That's, and that's what I was thinking as you were discussing this, what right. I find interesting is that to me, I've always affiliated CBS as an SEC yes provider.
0: Yes. They have had the number one game for the SEC since the 1990s. Now, their last season with the SEC is this season. Okay. So ESPN offered to buy this season from CBS for the exact amount that ESPN is paying per season moving forward. And to give you an idea, because I know these numbers off the top of my head, CBS when they got their last contract with the SEC was like ten plus years ago. Right. Only paying thirty five million a year for the two thirty central start time. Okay. Going forward, it is 350 million a season for that slot. LNESPN.
1: Holy fuck.
0: So ESPN offered that to CBS for the 2022 season and CBS said no. Now, it was believed that CBS was going to be completely out of college football once ESPN took over all of the SEC rights for the like 700 million that the SEC is giving So this is the back door. This is the back door. Now, here's what they've done. They're paying $350 million a year to get the Big Ten, and all they're getting is the Big Ten's number two game. The number one game will be Fox's big football noon game. So The Ohio State-Michigan game tomorrow at noon.
1: What happens to the Big 12?
0: The Big 12, so so they've still been in their contract for a couple more years. That's going to be the next thing. I expect the Big 12 to sign with ESPN. So what we've got is the ESPNs now we are going to lose everything they've got of the Big 10. Right now, they still carry two to three Big 10 games a weekend. They still have that through this season and next. These contracts start in 2024.
1: And this is only relative to football, correct? It's not relative to
0: basketball. It is relative to basketball in a way. So um, CBS is going to get the basketball stuff they've had. They're going to keep that. And then, but that's not going to Paramount. That's good. None of it's going to go to Paramount Plus. It's going to all go to Peacock. That's because not Fox good. doesn't have a, a, a pay outlet. I
1: understand that, but Fox was showing college basketball on Fox in yeah. FS1.
0: Yeah, they're gonna have some of the games. That, that's all kind of getting worked out in there. That's okay. what they haven't really announced. It's football-centric because that's where the big, big money is. Well, and that's so, the yeah. pending season. So it looks like what's gonna happen is the number one game for the Big Ten starting 2024 will be the noon central game. On Fox, it'll be Literally. 11, eight. It'll be eleven thirty a.m. here. It's twelve thirty on the East Coast.
1: Yeah, what the Big is-
0: Ten has really done is they've gotten big. They've gotten each broadcast network, NBC, uh, uh, Fox, NBC, and, yes. and CBS to each take a window, and in each of the three major windows, they're going to be on a major network. It's actually really brilliant. And they're going to be getting a billion dollars for these three net these three networks. Super smart. Yeah, they've done a really great job. They're gonna so you'll have your early game on Fox, the midday game will be on CBS, and then your late game will be on NBC. You know Meanwhile, what's really? Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say what's fascinating about it is that ESPN is still trying to dump so much money into their streaming services, but all of this avoids all streaming services because it's going to be over the air.
0: Yeah. So um, none of these games will be on ESPN plus at all. You will get them either on the air or on one of the platforms of those three companies. You may end up having to get, If anything goes to Paramount Plus, you may have to get that. I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to. Peacock. I think it's going to Peacock. And then um, Fox does have, is it Tubi or something like that? It's a free deal, but they don't plug it. They they don't have a pay window for that. Um, They they don't put live events on there. So they're not there yet. But they do also have FS1 where some of these games will end up. The belief here is now we know that. We know 2024, this is going to start with the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. We know the SEC is exclusive to ESPN, which also has ABC. So the 2.30 game and the night game will be the two big windows for the SEC. The SEC hates the 11 o'clock noon window. Right. That's the window the Big 12 will end up being, in my view.
1: Well, that's the window that
0: they've been in. Yes, and I I think what will happen is now we're going to see a push between the Big 12, the ACC, and the Pac-12 to get the last big window, which is the 11.30 a.m. Central Time ESPN window. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that with the Pac-12 teams. You're not starting games at 9 o'clock. Correct. The ACC doesn't have anybody worth a damn that anyone outside of their own city wants to see. Right. The Big Twelve has already taken, already gonna steal a couple of teams, they're gonna steal a couple of more. They're gonna make the deal with the ESPN and get their content to ESPN. And it's gonna be the Big 12 working with the ESPN and getting that content on the ESPN Plus.
1: Well, and that's where again, that's He's where they've team. been with FS1 for yeah. the last several seasons. And, and, and they've had that 10 o'clock window. Yeah.
0: And it'll work out great for ESPN because now ESPN will have. A premier Big 12 game early in the day. Yeah. The best two SEC games at 2.30 and 6 o'clock. And then they'll take the best leftover Big 12 game and make it a 9 o'clock
1: start. Here's what I will argue, though. The early game, as it's been on Fox, will not be the premier game. The late game will be the premier game.
0: They've already said Fox gets the number one game. For the Big 12? No, no, no. The new stuff moving forward. Don't even worry about what's happening this year and next. It's already locked in. No, no, no. That's what I'm
1: saying. ESPN going forward, if they near- they sign
0: Fox the Big 12, contact, yeah.
1: That the shit game goes on early, the premier game goes on late. It could be, yeah. I mean, it, it, They're not going to put a premier game because the teams will revolt.
0: Well, yeah, you may be right on that because- and they That's what they did with
1: Fox. They yeah. bought it.
0: Yeah, we'll see, but when Oklahoma and Texas were in the Big Twelve, they liked that game. No, they didn't. They hated it. But they liked the eleven thirty game, especially when it was no. OU Texas. That's where they always played that.
1: No, um, they hated it.
0: They, they did you like know. come off two thirty on ABC. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see that. Then maybe that does get thrown over, and then your best leftover game is the morning game.
1: I mean, that, how many yeah. times have I watched KU at 10 o'clock in the morning Mountain yeah. I, because they were the yeah. less awful pick?
0: Well, and it, I guess it makes sense that you're saying that also because then you're also not putting a big game up against the Big Ten's biggest
1: game. Exactly.
0: Because yeah. Yeah, in the night game, if you have the Big 12's game as the 9 o'clock start, you're putting that up against the Big Ten's fifth game, which is the right. West Coast teams. Right, you know, it's going to be the UCLA versus Purdue game. You know that. Right, goes. right. Yeah, you wouldn't mind putting Oklahoma and, you know, whether it's well, it wouldn't be Oklahoma and the Oklahoma State and K State.
1: Right, you can you so, can still have rivalry games
0: yeah, at that time.
1: At see. that point.
0: Yeah, so that's what we're going to see, and it's interesting that we're seeing the 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 money is just incredible. Yeah, talking a billion dollars. I'm boycotting Red Sox games for one week.
1: Why is that?
0: Because they played like shit in three out of the four games I went to this past weekend. I got sunburned, dehydrated, and everything else going to the K for four straight games, and the Red Sox put in a half ass effort and looked fucking horrible to a team that's won fucking 40 games.
1: Uh, Aren't they above 500 post uh, All-Star? Who? The Royals. the Royals. Well, yeah, because
0: they won three out of four from the fucking Red Sox. That doesn't mean anything. Like I'm just
1: saying, okay. I appreciate the trades that the Royals made and the baby Royals showing their shit. Good for them.
0: Fuck the Royals. But, or maybe it's from June. And you know what? I, I want to say the Royals are actually sitting at 47 and 66 right now as we speak. The Red Sox are 58, 54 58 and in last place in the American League. Ridiculous. That same record would be six games ahead of the fucking Royals. Anyway, um, yeah, so I am on a current one week, no Red Sox games. I am so far, I missed, they didn't play Monday. I missed Tuesday and Wednesday's game. They don't play today. I'm not watching this weekend. They are playing today. I was just glanced at the score and they play the Yankees. Bring a Red
1: Sox cleanse.
0: Yeah, so I, yeah, it's like a juice cleanse, but it's no Red Sox. Okay. For a week. So I don't know. I, I'll end up, I'm, I know I'll cheat and I'll watch Sunday night baseball because they're playing the Yankees on Sunday night baseball. But
1: uh, Hard to resist.
0: It's hard to resist that. Um, speaking of baseball. Yes. I love baseball. I, I, I love football. It's my favorite sport, but baseball is so fun. And there are some really great things I love about baseball. And uh, one of them came to to the forefront and just kind of dominated Twitter on Sunday night. I shared this with you beforehand. Yes. And if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow at Coach Bono's show, you will have seen I retweeted SNNY, which is the network that covers the New York Mets, yes. has a video up of Edwin Diaz coming into the game Sunday with his walkout theme. This is Rivera good. I mean, this is top five I've ever seen good with the trumpet music and the narco music, the narco song. Mm -hmm. Trumpets go hard and the crowd gets into it. I want to go to a Mets game now, just as I want to see Edwin Diaz come out of the bullpen. I this is incredible.
1: Yeah, it uh, I haven't seen it yeah i I recall seeing it in the timeline, and I appreciate you sending it to me. It's very fun to see Mr. and Mrs. Met um that was
0: one of my favorite parts too.
1: Taking out their trumpets and playing along with the trumpet line with the brass and the only comment that I made to you, like it's one of those things that culturally, I don't recognize the music as something that is known, yeah in the current sphere, but I have to believe that for Diaz, this is his jam.
0: Yeah, I would think so too.
1: Which makes it very cool. Um, I don't know if Rivera, like if he requested.
0: (laughs) We don't know if he ever requested Inner Sam.
1: Right, like, I don't know who makes these decisions, but I hope at this point that Diaz was like, this is something I really enjoy, let's do this. You can put the link
0: in the show notes. Yeah, look, I'll put the link. That's a great way. We'll put a link in the show notes. It's about a minute that SNY tweeted out. And when the trumpets, when he comes through and he's a couple steps out of the bullpen and the trumpet part of the song comes on, the trumpets go yeah. so hard. Yes. And the video is cool because not only is he running out, it follows him. They did a great job of the camera work. It's yes. really well produced. Then they cut to some of the crowd shots. And then you mentioned it. Mr. and Mrs. Met playing with the toy trumpets is hysterical.
1: Yep. Yeah, I was it's like, good.
0: that's funny and that's good. And that's what's good about baseball stuff like that. So, absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, like we were we've been joking around about it at our house for a week. We have literally since Sunday, like all of a sudden, either me or Peyton will break out the phone and go to that part of the song and play it. Just, oh, nice. You know, and we'll just start dancing. I mean, just I was in, he was playing video games a couple nights ago and he's trying to get into it. And, I, and he had the headphones on so he couldn't hear me. Yeah. And I walked in, i kind of side, side like I'm looking at him. He's on one side and the TV's on the other. Yep. And I started playing the music and he still can't hear it. But I'm just dancing and going and going. And he looks over and he's like, oh my God. <laughs> and he, he had to like pause the game and he takes his headphones off. He hears what song it is. And he starts dancing in his chair it, it's it's a very infectious kind of song.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's very joyful.
0: Yeah, it's um, it, it's bringing that. It's like a, it's a Latin song. It's like it's a it it brings that kind of like I love that as part of World Baseball Classic, and we don't see that in American games. Yeah, and I love bringing that kind of atmosphere to baseball because baseball is kind of stuffy. Yes, and I'm all for bringing that kind of stuff. To Major League Baseball and Absolutely. making it and giving it that atmosphere because we want to attract new fans. That's how you attract new fans. And so I said we were going to talk about this. So I was thinking about this. I'm sure you might have a, an opinion or two. What are some of the greatest walk, walk out of the bullpen songs? I God, Enter Sandman. What Rivera is kind of like with Mariano Rivera was kind of like the the gold standard. And then you know his I, last game, it was Exit Sandman.
1: I've never given this any thought.
0: So the couple that I thought of, if you recall Trevor Hoffman, the Hall of yes. Famer, the Padre, they did Hell's Bells. Yeah. And he would do the gong first, bong, bong, and then yeah. the music would start. And that slow entrance to Hell's Bells, and he'd come out, was one of the greats.
1: Which is interesting to me because I relate that to the Nuggets because yeah. if they're close in the fourth quarter, that's how they'll open the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. The other one I thought was a Red Sox homer it was back in the day. They used to play the dropkick Murphys shipping up to Boston for Jonathan Papelbon.
1: See that they
0: play it for anybody else. But they did it for him.
1: I love that song to begin with.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's always fun. That's and part point. of it is the thing that you miss. Um, with broadcast, you don't always get that
0: interlude. Yes, you have to be at the game to get it, and that's why I like that SNY did that. Yeah, and they shared it on Twitter, and I think we're going to see a little more of that. That we're going to see um, broadcast put that on.
1: Let's like hope Yanke- so.
0: The Yankees were doing it with Rivera at the end. ESPN every time they had the Yankees and Rivera, they would do it because it's something that's it that's. Um, you know, part of the game and part of the atmosphere of the game. Well, it goes I mean, back;
1: it, it gets everybody it. excited. Right? Yes,
0: it brings an excitement to the end of the game, and it—you know—what it goes back to, right? No, Major League, the movie. Oh shit! And the very end when they bring Charlie Sheen's character out yeah. the Wild Thing. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, yeah. I mean, it just—it gets the inner. They didn't really do that before then. And and now, like, you know, players have their walkout music they're right. getting, and they get to choose that music. Right. And so that's – there's a good story for that I'll tell you in a second. We'll go through that in a minute. Okay. But I can't think of any other great closers because, again, we don't see it. I know one of the old closers for the Angels a couple of years ago did the Undertaker's theme from WWE, okay. which would have been awesome. Yep. But you got to – if you go do the Undertaker theme – but you better be lights fucking out. You better oh, yeah, be the I, best. You better be Rivera.
1: You're be you're locked down, record. three outs, and yeah, done. It
0: better be eight pitches. We're out of here. Let's go home. Yes. It can't be I give up or I, I blow a save every week. Exactly. What, yeah. So I, I, if you're listening and you can think of one we can't think of, give us, give us a tweet because I want to think of other ones like this. I love that kind of stuff. And it goes back to me going to the Red Sox Royals game last mm-hmm. weekend. Yep. You know, players choose their own walkout songs. They right. The Royals ones are all whack. They're just all bad. Perez's is okay.
1: And then are we going to slide in something that you didn't like so much relative to the WNBA?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that. Let me get that story up here. Is that, these women work so hard. And we talked... You remember, I think it was two or three months ago, we talked about how um, one of the teams got in trouble because they chartered a flight for their team.
1: Yeah, and this goes back to what we've talked about with parity within college sports as well, with yeah. NIL and all that kind of stuff.
0: And we talked about this, and we said, it's it's a shame. Now, I understand that not every WNBA owner has the same amount of money. Well, has the same amount of money as... Each other, and that they can't all charter planes. But we're talking about a league that has billions. Yes. WNBA is owned by the NBA, and they could absolutely the NBA could could extend money for something like this. Uh for these the fucking travel. Yeah. <laughs> and let me get this back up here. I want to read this. I'm, I'm pulling. Here we go. Okay, this is, on, this is in Sports Illustrated. This was from the 8th. Spark star and WNBA PA president, uh, NK. oh God, I'm going to butcher this, and I'm so sorry. Ogumike. Oglemike, I'm so, I'm not very good at these kind of names, and I do apologize. Issued a statement calling for an immediate resolution to the NBA's ongoing issues, the ranging travel for its players. In short, what happened was, an entire half a team had to sleep in the airport overnight. These ladies fly commercial from game to game. The the, the team pays for it, but they have to fly commercial. And when you're flying that many commercial in a plane, you know, an air, um, a, a route is, you know, canceled for the day or for that night, right. And you're stuck. Yeah. And these ladies had to sleep in an airport overnight while traveling for the WNBA. There's plenty of us who are business travelers who've had to sleep either at an airport or had to do something. I've had to do it before myself. But my business doesn't make billions of dollars. Correct. I'm not part of a billion dollar conglomerate. And these ladies shouldn't be subject to that. Frankly, there's no reason they can't have a charter flight for these teams. And you're not...
1: And many of these teams are sister teams where there are NBA teams there. Well, so there is some sort of infrastructure, yeah. I would think, that could be shared.
0: Yes. And, and it would really just, and I get that there's collective bargaining as well. That yes. it easier, but I think the NBA PA would really benefit from their next negotiation going in and saying, you know what, let's take 5% off the top. That's half from the men, half from the owners. Uh-huh. And let's give it to the WNBA ladies for pay and for um, for travel and for these yes. sort of things. So that these players can be treated the same way their male counterparts are. Well, and- that LeBron should be staying in a thousand dollar a night hotel room. And these players are staying in a goddamn airport.
1: Well, and it's it's the thing that would help the WNBA, in addition to ticket sales and you know swag merch, all that kind of thing. But you avoid a situation like Brittany Griner and so many of the other WNBA players who have to go overseas yes. to supplement their salaries. Yeah. To kind of make things up, because I think the highest end WNBA uh, salaries around two fifty.
0: It's around two fifty. Two hundred
1: fifty yeah. thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, which really?
1: yes is a lot of money. Yes, I, mean, I would love to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, but in comparison to the NBA, it's I mean, I don't even think the rookies.
0: No, there's nobody on an NBA roster outside of a 10-day contract that makes a quarter million dollars. It's, and I get it. The majority of the great majority of the ticket sales and the income and the everything that comes in the TV deals and everything else all comes in th- through the NBA, not the WNBA fully, but. The WNBA, if you're going to say they're the WNBA, they're an NBA product. Treat these players like they're NBA players. Agreed. I mean, if, if we've got, you know, star player, the whole team is staying, you know, when an NBA team travels, they stay at the nicest five-star hotels. Oh, yeah. Women should be doing that. The The problem is also we've told, told, I guess the NB, WNBA has told the owners, they can't travel on charter jets. Why couldn't the NBA and the WNBA make a deal with net jets or yeah. something and provide them and just say it's gratis. We're going to provide you with advertising. Fly our ladies around. And that's and that's oh. what he called for in this was like, hey.
1: Let's get a contract with yes. one of the major airlines, NetJets, JetBlue,
0: whomever. I don't care. One of these There's so many private companies. I watch CNBC all day. You see five fucking commercials for private right. jet companies. And one it's, of them can't make a deal with the WNBA to say, "Hey, we want we will we will run your teams all around the country to all their games on our yeah. planes. All we want the change is we want to have some signage in your stadiums." For both the WNBA and the NBA. Absolutely. And in some kind of magazine that season ticket holders can get. It's. Because who gets money? Season ticket holders. Boom. It's easy. It's an easy thing to create. Yes. This is how someone hasn't figured this out. If you haven't figured this out, somebody at the NBA and WNBA offices need help. My email address is brian.o'connor at lpl.com. Shoot me a fucking email. I'll come <laughs> in and I will make this work. It is going to cost you some money. Jesus Christ. I don't have to save everything for everybody, do I?
1: No. I mean, but I'm you're...
0: already, I mean, the, the con family needs to call me already. It's like a save I think... the AEW before they go out of fucking business.
1: I think the con family is fully ignoring you. I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, the con family is going to need me sooner than they fucking think. Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about that later. Maybe not today, but we're going to... Not today. Not today, because you're here. You don't do wrestling talk. But and
1: we've gone extremely long already. And
0: Triple H is doing it right in the WWE right now. He's changing that shit up. So, all right. So, again, I just... I got frustrated when I saw this story, because I don't think we should have WNBA players sleeping in the fucking airport. The next basketball thing... we got two more basketball ones. i going to be out of basketball. Yep. Next one is... The NBA doing something right. And that's the announcement earlier today that beginning this season, Bill Russell's number six jersey will be retired across the league. Every Which is team. Very cool. Very cool. Bill Russell is the Jackie Robinson of basketball. There is no doubt this guy did. I talked about it a couple, a couple episodes ago in my respect for bill Russell is as high as it is for Jackie Robinson things mm-hmm. that he's done. I think he's the most unsung NBA player of all time. And I think that honestly, he's a guy that I think is one of the top five or six players of all time too. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the fact that they are going to, you know, they, they named the NBA all-star MVP after him a few years ago. Right. And now Russell's passed away, passed away 88 years old, a couple of weeks ago. Um, now he is going to be honored with the Jackie Robinson treatment. Number six is retired across the board. There are currently five players who wear number six. LeBron's the most famous. There are four others. Uh Um, They are going to be allowed to wear six. As they retire or move to another team, they will not be allowed to wear six anymore. And no player from here moving forward will be issued the number six. Number six will then be hung in the rafters in every every, um, arena. Awesome. I think that's awesome, and I think it's rightfully deserved by Bill Russell. Something the NBA got right. They didn't even have to email me on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the last NBA one, you know I love to talk about this guy. I know. And this is, who is my least favorite athlete in the whole world?
1: Currently, Kevin Durant.
0: Kevin Durant. I hate Kevin Durant. He everything about him. He went to Texas he's an asshole. He's overrated. Kevin Durant asked for a trade from the Nets. They haven't traded him yet. And he went back and said, well, trade me or get rid of Steve Nash, the head coach and the general manager and I'll stay.
1: And this was following Kyrie Irving.
0: This is following everything. This is just just a week ago. Over the weekend, the Nets made a decision and they decided, nope. We are not taking your request. We are going to trade your ass eventually. We are not firing Steve Nash. We are not firing our general manager. You are the fucking problem. We are going to get you the fuck out of the paint. Okay. It's
1: it's Thank interesting. Um, one, it's interesting that I couldn't hear you clapping.
0: Oh God damn it! I was clapping.
1: You were clapping could not hear it so that explains the other issue that was,
0: this is some bullshit how come you can hear my voice but not anything else I
1: do not know um
0: I was clapping that's got it right
1: when you compare Katie to LeBron and a lot of the accusations around LeBron being able to control GM coaching that kind of thing how do you
0: differentiate
1: the two i guess
0: because i think lebron is bigger than the sport okay and i think that what lebron has shown over and over again is that he leaves situations as good as he got him if not better okay and people want to be with lebron Okay. lebron has improved without lebron james the nba is not where the nba is right now it's still the nba but it ain't nearly as popular LeBron took Jordan's mantle and he's moved it forward. Now, he's not as great as Jordan and and it'd be foolish of me to say he was better. Sure. But I think LeBron's the best player of the last 30 years. I mean, going back to Jordan's prime, I think LeBron's the best player. But what LeBron has also done is he's fought for minority coaches. Mm -hmm. He's fought to get minority ownership. Uh He's fought to show that um athletes could have more say and it wasn't shut up in dribble time. Okay. And I think that stuff, and you know, he's done a lot of positives. You know, he gets a lot of grief for the um the decision. The decision. The decision is his big one. But let's talk about what the what that really was. It was him raising two million dollars for the Boys and Girls Club of America. That's what it was. It was him going on and doing that for thirty minutes and raising two million dollars for charity. That always gets lost in translation for some reason.
1: Um, because his ego got out in front of that. Because he could yeah. have easily just donated. But no that.
0: one talks about he did that. No one talks about the other things he does. Yeah, you know, they talk about well, he made he did you know Space Jam two. He's got you know the LeBron production company. Peyton Manning has Omaha Productions. Yeah, was there a difference? He is giving jobs to people. Yep, He didn't forget the people who helped him in the beginning. He's brought them with him.
1: That's very true. People who have
0: been good to him, he's been good to them. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant wants to be LeBron James so bad, and he just isn't. He isn't the type of man that LeBron James is. And look, okay. I, I don't think that LeBron to the Lakers was the best basketball idea. I think a lot of the reason he did that was because he wanted to be in L.A., to help his stars shine a little brighter. He wanted to play with Anthony Davis. I do think that's truth to that. I think there's some things he wishes he'd have done a little differently. But LeBron's made the league better for everybody. Okay. What he's done with Rich Paul and everything there has been better for the tippy-top players. It's been better for the lower-level players. It's been better for the owners. It. I would argue that LeBron has been not only just the next logical step from Jordan, but he shows that this is what it needs next. The NBA is going to suffer when LeBron James retires. Which will be soon. Which will be soon, yeah. I mean, he's in his late 30s. He is going to retire the next two to three years. And there is nobody to take that mantle. And I don't mean the way he plays, because Giannis is as good now. Luka is as good now. There's four or five guys as good a player as LeBron is now. LeBron's getting older. But nobody can be what LeBron is in society. Okay. And I think that if you look at what LeBron has done, it's the next step from what the guys like Bill Russell and Jackie Robinson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Jim Brown did in the 70s. There was nobody like that. Right. Not even Jordan. No, Jordan never did anything. Never else. did any of that until LeBron. And that's my argument on LeBron. Okay. No one has been that guy in any sport until LeBron. Okay. And he's influenced so many people in that way. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think that's important to point out. I, I think he's has in the game in that way. Yeah. And that's where, I, that's where like, I think Kevin Durant wants to be that, but I don't think he wants to be that. He wants to be thought of as LeBron without doing the work LeBron does. Okay. I mean, if Kevin Durant wants to prove me wrong and say he is that, then go out there and do, say some of the things about Breonna Taylor that LeBron did. Right, Watch sure. And raise money for some of these charities the way LeBron does. Yeah. You know, do things for the league. If Kevin Durant wants to impress me, go talk about this NBW NBA issue is because you know who is talking about it in the right rooms? LeBron. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna get done in a in a in a CBA way, guess who's yeah. gonna push for it? LeBron. Mm-hmm. It, there is no leader after him in the NBA. And I, and I you could I will argue all day long on who's greater, Jordan or him. Look, there are times I think the tippy-top LeBron might be better than Jordan. Okay. But there are certain games where you go, there's nobody better than Jordan. Sure. But Jordan yeah. couldn't do what LeBron did off the field. He just wouldn't do it. And it was also a different time in the late 80s and the 90s. Oh, absolutely. It was not going to be well-received. No, if Jordan had come out and done some of the things LeBron has, no, well, a lot right. of it is we've come to find out isn't really who Jordan is.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree to your point, and I'm I'm just kind of marinating on that, yeah. like who who is going to be, yeah. or is it going to be kind of a stagnant period like yeah. it was when Jordan was there but, from a cultural leadership.
0: Yeah, kind of when Jordan was gone, the NBA was fun during those times because you didn't know who was going to win. Yeah, you had a lodging one in Barkley together for a little bit. and Barkley was aging. Yeah, and you had Shaq was the best player, best young player. Eventually he and Kobe got together. Right. And Kobe could have been that guy that transitioned between Jordan and LeBron. And even though we've heard all these great things about Kobe, LeBron did him in a bigger way.
1: Kobe just chose to wait until late. Until
0: the end of his career, yeah. And, yeah. and I can't blame you. And if Kobe was alive today, God only knows what he would try to do. Very true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can see him being very powerful.
1: Yeah.
0: And I could see him and LeBron doing things together that would be better for young black people, young young women, young, you know, everybody. marginalized people, absolutely. Yeah. Well put, well put. And because that's something that they both believe in. And LeBron has got that mantle. And I hope the NBA has somebody like that. You know, I on the court, yeah, there are plenty of players that are phenomenal. And I and I like a lot of them. Right. But it's going to take someone special. Yeah. i uh, got two football ones. We're going to get out of here on these because I think we can laugh on these. One, it's questionable to laugh on, but we're going to laugh. I'm going to laugh on it anyway. Let's do that one first, which is Frank Gore. Uh, Frank Gore got arrested. Okay, Frank Gore got arrested a couple weeks ago. I guess it was uh, what they call it, misdemeanor battery. Yes. Uh, he's in a hotel in Atlantic City. This is the end of July. He is, let's just say, with a woman, and that woman he had to drag out of his room.
1: No, he didn't have to. He chose. He chose
0: to. He chose to drag her out of his room or kick her out. Kick her out of his room, uh, naked and by her hair by her hair yeah allegedly so i kind of put one and one together now i know something i kind of as people know about me i'm a big avid sports memorabilia collector i knew that that particular weekend was the big national sports memorabilia show in atlantic city it's Mm -hmm. called the national it's the biggest one in the world it is literally they have hundreds of people appear to do autographs they have All sorts of the biggest dealers in the world out there. They've had some of the cool shit. Uh, The Bobby Bonilla contract that just sold for like $200,000 was on display there. Smoking Joe Frazier's robe when he fought Muhammad Ali was on display. These things are going to be auctioned off soon. right? Um, So there's a lot of that stuff there. Frank Gore was one of the autograph yes. So I kind of put one and one together. I said, all right, Frank Gore got a payday. Goes up to his room at the hotel he calls a, what do you want to call it? Well, The term you want to sex use? Sex worker. Sex worker. And I'm assuming that sex worker didn't get enough cash. And he was like, get out. And, you know, no, no, yes, yes. You know, and then, you know, push comes shove. Sounds like literally. I'm assuming this is where this is going. As there's not been official charges of anything other than simple battery Which is a misdemeanor. It's not being called a domestic uh, uh, domestic abuse, and it's not being there was no injuries suffered. Correct. It's not Ray Rice punching his girlfriend in the elevator. Right. I think this is a situation of a sex worker and a ball player. That's what I really think this. If I'm wrong and this woman was harmed, I promise to take it back. So, but I he leaves here, and this is what I think.
1: here's my issue. Yep. I don't care if she's a sex worker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't need to throw her out naked by her hair.
0: Okay. What if the what, if the what if story is she was stealing from him?
1: Call hotel security.
0: Okay.
1: That there are other time. options beyond being physical. That's true. With her. That's true. There are. Call your buddy and be like, "Yo, this bitch is getting sideways." I need somebody to calm this situation yeah. down.
0: That makes sense. I, I see your point. That's a great point.
1: You do not need to be a caveman Yeah. yeah. throwing someone out into a hallway by her hair.
0: I agree with that. I, you know what? I'll stand by that too. I, but I do think this is what happened.
1: And that's fine if it is.
0: Yeah.
1: I have no issue with that. Yeah. But to my lifetime mantra that I'm trying to stick to, don't be a dick.
0: That's true. All right, last one. This one kind of hurts my feelings a little bit because I like this dude, Marshawn Lynch.
1: (laughs) Chase the rainbow, man.
0: I love Marshawn Lynch. I do too. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. But my man, Marshawn Lynch gets picked up for a DUI on Tuesday morning, um, arrested in Las Vegas. He was not pulled over for DUI. His attorney says, This is the quote um, Marshawn's car was safely parked and not in operation when the police arrived on Tuesday morning. Marshawn was not pulled over for DUI. We are confident that when all evidence is presented, this will not be a DUI under Nevada law. Okay. Now, there's the arrest report says the investigators found markings. Suggesting the vehicle, quote, hit sidewalk areas before stopping in an industrial section of downtown Vegas not far from Main Street. The driver, quote here, the driver was asleep behind the wheel with the driver's door open, leaning back in the seat with bloodshot watery eyes and had one shoe on and one shoe off. It's seven thirty in the morning, Tuesday morning.
1: Man, he went in the paint, and uh, uh,
0: he went hard. Uh, he hit a curb. It looks he like yeah, ready, he could drive.
1: Needed the, some air.
0: Yeah, so it, they had to forcibly uh, do a blood draw.
1: Okay, which means they had to get a search warrant.
0: Uh, let's see, he was uncooperative. He fell asleep. He fell asleep during questioning. Officers had to use a restraint chair to force a blood draw. After the judge issued a warrant. Yes, you're correct. Results of the blood test were not immediately made public. Of course. Uh, Let's see here. It was a. Oh. The 2020 Black Shelby GT500. That hurts me saying that a car this bad, that that cool, was quote unquote undrivable with one missing front wheel. And the rear driver's side and front passenger wheels badly damaged. Damn, Marshawn, Marshawn, don't fuck up a GT five hundred in Vegas. Will you please just get an Uber? Yeah, I mean that's the thing with all these dudes, right? Uber. I taught my if my twenty year old kid knows to get an Uber. Look, it's a This is the rules at our house. If you're going to drink. Take a picture of where your car is with your phone. Call an Uber. We will figure it out in the morning.
1: Well, and with these folks, they can call private services. They don't even need to call an Uber. So I'm glad that no one was hurt.
0: Yes. Yeah, including no
1: was- him. I'm sorry for the car. That is sad because it's a very pretty car. But damn, people... You've got all the fucking money in the world to be smart about this.
0: I hate to go down on a sad note like that.
1: Well, what are you going to do this weekend?
0: Uh, I might go to the Royals Dodgers game on Sunday. Okay. Might do that. I'm not sure. yet. Yeah, I got to go see. I might go see my guy Mookie.
1: Well, you Just missed so him. I while telling, you're Mookie,
0: out. I love you. You
1: you missed him while you're out here. Uh, yeah, Nicholas I, I, and I are going to Rockies game on Saturday because it's Chris Bryant bobblehead day. And oh, yeah, uh, but I got
0: something for you at the house, I'm okay?
1: Gonna, yeah, I'll but you. yeah, uh, Nicholas has returned after two months in Alabama, and so we're gonna hang out, which will be nice.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, watch some baseball, I'm gonna hang out, I'm gonna try not to watch the Red Sox Friday and Saturday. Okay, I'll probably jump back on that thing on Sunday.
1: Nah, it's Sunday night baseball, it's hard it's to resist. Sunday night
0: if I'm awake. Boy, last Sunday's game took it out of me, boy, I got home. The game was so hot, and then we got home, and then yeah. we went to Whataburger on the way home. That's what you said. That, and you get that double that double burger, and you just you're done. I got home, fell asleep on the couch, then woke up at like 9 o'clock to come record the, the Monday's pod. So I don't want to do that again, though. So we'll figure it out. I'm going to have to record it late, because I'm going to get caught watching the Red Sox Yankee game.
1: Or just record it early and be and done
0: with it. I, I don't really like doing that. So, <laughs> uh, trying to offer solutions here man i appreciate that i do appreciate that. yeah so we'll figure out you know what it's okay yeah, it's, it's the okay. weekend thank god it's right. the weekend we're there by the time you hear this you'll be at the weekend so yeah unless you're listening this early friday and if you are listening to early friday thanks for getting it first thing so exactly um let's get out of here on that note say thank you to everybody uh thank you ellen for coming on having fun with me today
1: Always uh,
0: glad to. We're going to have some cool stuff next week. We might do a little wrestling talk on Monday. Is I'm really, really impressed with what Triple H has done so far. So I think I'm going to talk about that. Plus, we'll have okay. a Smackdown between now and then. And AEW CEO, Punk is back. So, all right. That's always fun. And Jericho lost. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you should listen to Monday's podcast.
1: I always listen to Monday's podcast.
0: Uh, do you, um, you know why I don't like Chris Jericho, right? You know my political, his political thing, right?
1: Uh, no, he's but a, that was trump. Trump.
0: trump. He's a trumper.
1: Yeah. His that wife
0: was me. one of the people at the restaurant.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So fuck you, Chris Jericho.
1: Not a fan favorite.
0: Yeah. yeah. At yeah. least
1: in this fan.
0: And in here, in the Coach Bono's podcast family. Yes. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's ruined about everybody he's touched so far. So. Hayden and I had that argument a couple weeks ago offline, and we're gonna have that argument online soon. Okay. He thinks Jericho's helping people. I think he's helping. anyway. We'll get into wrestling talk on Monday's show. Um, until Monday, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. I want to thank Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox. I was back on the Jones Report this week. We did our build a conference draft. So I like to think that I did well. I did spend the first overall pick on Ohio State. Hurt me a little bit on the inside, but I was able to get LSU, and because I had LSU, I felt more powerful. Fair enough. So, am um, Big Tyler, thank everybody Studio Soapbox for everything they do behind the scenes and make the sound at least somewhat better. Uh, most importantly, I want to thank everybody out here listening. So, thank you to you, the listener. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And don't forget to rate us and review Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate every five-star review. Thank you thank you so much. Until next time on Monday, I'm Coach Bob Ryan. i Have a great weekend. Put your time tokens and not your Take care.